0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rum and Regret podcast. I am Andy Drake.
1: Joe Hannah Myers.
0: Nate Tussie, and we drink and we know things. We drink and we know things, and I almost totally forgot to say my name just now. <laughs> I was just going to leave it at, "Hey, welcome to the Rum and Regret podcast."
2: <laughs> uh,
0: Nobody would have known. Andy. No, right, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, today, I think we're just going to kind of shoot the shoot the
2: shit. And see what's going on um lovely january 29th when we're not in the god's arctic anus (laughs) that is the midwest (laughs) apparently (laughs) that's That's true yeah negative 40 wind chills
0: supposedly coming up Uh, something like that yeah
2: but that global warming we could use some of that now (laughs) (laughs) sorry let's not get political
0: Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah what do you got andy uh, so uh, I had the uh, the uh, the recent pleasure of watching the uh, MK eleven uh, uh, reveal mm. online, and uh, as everybody knows here, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat nut. Um, it is probably my uh, favorite fighting game. Uh, no, it is my favorite fighting game. It's it, I've owned every iteration of the game, even the bad ones, um, and uh, it. Looks awesome. It looks great. Uh, I think they're doing all of the, uh, sort of a, a natural uh, evolution of MKX. They're, uh, you know, furthering the story along. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, so far so good. I, I like everything that I see so far. Um, did you guys get a chance to look into that at all?
1: I did not, um, but I did play through MKX, the whole story mode to get ready think? for it. So. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Oh, I love that game.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, I did, um, I think I saw like one of the little trailers for 11. So I was, I got to see, uh, how they're continuing the story at the end from the end of X through to 11. I'm like yeah. super stoked.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just, oh,
2: yeah. yeah. It looks really cool. I love the, the trailer with dark Raiden and scorpion that was that was pretty awesome um i've always loved moral combat street fighter was my first uh kind of real fighting obsession i think and then i branched out to tekken and a bunch of the other really more complicated technical ones and uh you know like killer instinct which is kind of a good bridge in between the the regular stand-up fighter with all the cool effects but then it has a bunch of really crazy button combos and And um, I think, I I don't know if I have MKX or not, but um, I don't remember the story much. I need to double check that because I should probably play that. Uh, But lately, um, I think the last fighter I played was the, what was the DC Injustice 2?
0: Yes, yeah.
2: Which I really enjoyed. I didn't get a chance to play through that story, but man, what a great looking game. Mm -hmm. And the character list and everything was just awesome. So yeah, I'm super stoked for the next Mortal Kombat to come out. Um, I'm even more stoked for a potential uh, Rum and Regret road trip to uh, come kick your ass at Mortal Kombat.
0: Oh, <laughs> is that how it's going to be? Yes, the frozen gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Live cast. So, yeah. 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 So uh, I can only respond in one way bring it the fuck on. <laughs> your soul is mine. <laughs> Um, oh, Very cool. Um,
1: I gotta ask Andy. So, uh, as somebody who's also played every single Mortal Kombat, which are the bad ones?
2: Well,
0: s- any mobile version? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and, and that's true. Yeah, the the mobile versions of Mortal Kombat really didn't do that well. Um, that being said, uh, the Injustice Two mobile game is actually something I've played. Every day for the last probably two years, <laughs> oh. um, uh, I they, they just do a really good job at keeping it fresh and keeping me engaged and trying to get um, you know just trying to level up my characters and everything. Um, so I wasn't that big of a fan of the 360 Mortal Kombat's like Deadly Alliance and and those um, that that just became a little too much for me and. Th- you know, while the graphics were a jump from uh, where they were, you know, like they were, it was a fun game, but it just didn't feel like Mortal Kombat, you know, being a 360 fighter to me. Um, when they went back to 2D, uh, that's that's when I, you know, that's when I really got back into it and really liked it again. But back when uh, it was a Mortal Kombat 9, I think, I uh, ditched the 360
1: yeah
0: that yeah so so like i said yeah deadly alliance and i think there was one other game that that did 360 that just really didn't do a whole lot for me at all
1: yeah
0: so um but yeah mk9 um when they yeah when they sort of you know read uh, um when the according to the story raiden goes back and sort of starts everything fresh again um that was just you know like i said that totally pulled me back into the story and uh um and then yeah putting it back to 2d you know sort of getting back to roots but still expanding on you know the fighting engine and um you know and just the characters and you make the story interesting and that that really brought it back for me so this yeah it's it's a franchise that can do very little wrong in my eyes but you know there are games that you like to play and there are games that you don't. But I, I definitely put a lot of hours in uh, MK9 uh, and MKX. Um, so yeah, this this path that they're on right now is uh, is is doing me doing me right. So
1: I forgot how much I love the um, you getting to interact with the environment. Yes. MKX, you know that was really cool. Yeah. Getting to throw things and kind of use your the playing field to your advantage
0: yeah you know i and and it all you know i mean and it's it's all just sort of expands on you know the original uh pit fatality from from the first mortal combat
1: yeah know,
0: you know yeah you can you know that was the one but then yeah you get all of these great um yeah environmental uh ways just to screw your opponent over and it's yeah it's it's like I said, it's it's like I said, it's a game that can do little wrong in my eyes, and I just I, every iteration gets better and better, and they're gonna take my money until I I can't play video games anymore. <laughs> until the end of time. Yeah, yeah I have I have already pre ordered it. That's how nuts I am right
2: now. Nice. Right yeah. on.
0: Do you get any bonuses for pre orders? Shao Kahn. You get to play uh, Shao Kahn's downloadable, but then I also got the um, uh, the season pass with all of the the downloadable content.
2: Did you see that there's a petition online to have uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo added as a playable character?
0: Yes, and uh <laughs> and, like, so spare it. me. <laughs> um, and, and the best part of Ed Boon totally ran with it too. Of like it, they had, yeah, they had some some guys in the art department do up some uh, some art, some like evil Shaggy art. It was great.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's just. Uh, I'm uh,
1: sure that's going to be some kind of Easter egg or unlockable. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> no, one of his fatalities has got to be like he pulls off his skin and he's a ghost or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: away with it too if it weren't for you, damn kids. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Or or Shaggy just has the um. He throws uh, a Scooby
2: snack at you, and Scooby
0: comes out. <laughs> or right, and just mauls you trying to get to the snack. Right. Or, or or he uh, um, I forget what the what the friendly uh. Um what the friendly fatality was? Oh the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. So friendship, he just gets you high. Yeah, no, t- he <laughs> takes you in the van. <laughs> yeah. It takes, you, it takes you in the van and is just moving.
1: Mo- that she could go. Totally yeah, it different. could go where
2: like, hey there at least there's windows in the van, okay? It's not
0: <laughs> it's right. Not,
1: it was yeah. And
2: now I'm now all I can see in my head is Shaggy throwing the Scooby Snack. It hits you in the face and you hear <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, well, that's oh. so what is you, what's your opinion on the whole fatality thing? I mean, I remember how hard they used to be to pull off, and it seems way easier now. Is that just my perception, or uh,
0: you know, I don't I don't mind how easy the um, the fatalities have gotten. It's uh, you know, for me, like I said, what they really upped their game when they uh, they put in the brutalities. Yeah, and so getting the brutality to hit. Is, is almost more fun than getting the fatalities in. Uh, and, the, you know, you, the way that it works now is that you unlock certain fatalities, but then they, they obviously give you the code to do it. Um, and there were a few in MKX that just with my fat fingers I couldn't do, you know, just because of the, of the way that the position or if, or if a certain move just in my natural way of tapping the controller I, I just couldn't get. So there's still, there's still a challenge for me. Um, you know, even though I know the commands to get them and everything, I just don't, you know, so I don't, yeah, I don't mind the way that the the fatalities are set up now. Um, and the fact that you need to unlock them, you know, with, with a certain amount of gameplay and everything that, that just keeps it fun and, and fresh for me.
1: Yeah. Especially with like, since it's a console game now, it's, you know, when it was arcade, that was kind of your bragging rights as if you could bust out a fatality, then it was like, Ooh,
2: that is one thing I really miss is, you know, putting your quarter up, and then if you really kick ass, you've got a group of people around you, like, cheering and going yeah. crazy. That yeah. was one of those experiences that people will never really have again. I mean, virtually or not, it's not the same thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we came close yeah. with at the Casa, you and I, Andy, just, you know, mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But- Good yeah,
1: I'm I'm kind of glad too that they like because they gave they have like the easy fatalities and then mm-hmm. they have the more difficult ones and like I'm with you Andy like I had issues doing a lot of just the the combos like not even fatalities or brutalities right. just like right the normal combos I yeah. had a real hard time getting them to land with you know with the Xbox right right
0: yeah like like the most the most I've gotten that wasn't a like a super move combo uh, was maybe six or seven. And it was, and it was like the, the, it was like a one, it was the one of the faster characters, Liu Kang, who just the four punches and then a couple kicks. So like, yeah, I just, yeah, it's no, it's, it's definitely a a challenging, you know, they, they have some elements that are still very challenging and still very hard to pull off. And I, yeah, I certainly could not, you know, like I said, while I succeeded at the game, you know, in, in some points or others, and, you know, just leveling up my guys and whatnot. But there were there were elements that I just couldn't do just because I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm a button masher.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of the things I really like about Mortal Kombat and also the Injustice games, I'm not sure when it first started, but when they started adding RPG elements to the fighting games where you could unlock different things and not necessarily that they gated everything behind progression, but that there were extra... You know, extra um, costumes and stuff that they could wear, or different weapons that you could pull out, or m- different abilities you could unlock. Oh, I'm yeah. not sure. It'd be interesting to see what was the first game that actually did that, as far as fighting games go. But um, they really kind of just took it to the next level. And like you're talking about playing the mobile games, I mean that's that's how they keep you going, right? Is to to dangle that carrot of like, ooh, you could get this thing, or you know, you've got levels
0: to to hit. Yeah. Right. Yeah yeah and you would get you would get bonuses so in justice um you would get bonuses in the mobile game if you logged into the console game and vice versa oh, nice.
1: um
0: so uh so yeah you could get gems to buy uh you know to buy character shards if you logged into the injustice mobile version so there and there was about i don't know maybe two months straight where it, you know like on my lunch break I'd I'd kick on injustice you know play just play a couple rounds and then and then kick off when I had to get back to work just because. I, you know, I wanted the gems <laughs> in the games, game, so. so, yeah, so, yeah, so, that's, that's what's been occupying my world. Very cool.
2: So, mine's video game based as well, so I think we should go to Jobin.
1: Okay, um, I, uh, mainline the Ted Bundy tapes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that is kind of what I did all this weekend, um. I started it out and I was like, oh, I'll check out the first episode and just see how it is. Yeah, like four hours later, I was like, (laughs) Ted Bundy's a fucker. And he looks just like my coworker. I'm terrified.
2: (laughs) You know that wasn't Ted Bundy, right? Or was
1: it? (laughs) No, it was. They showed, this is the documentary where it's all um, just news clippings and stuff and his actual recordings.
2: Oh God, I thought that was, wasn't there another one that came out where it was, they're kind of they're making him seem like this suave.
1: There's a movie know, likable coming, character. Out. Okay, a movie coming out, out and yeah. Zach Efron. Is that's what it Ted is. Bundy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So no, this <laughs> is, this is like a straight documentary where it's all uh, the real people that experienced it. And the, so they interview like all the prosecutors and police people and yeah. um, the one woman that got away. And um, there's, um, the whole kind of overarching story is there was one um, reporter that sat down and basically talked to Ted Bundy on death row for like a hundred hours. Oh my God. And got, you know, just his kind of whole life story. And they kind of, they just, they framed his biography with that kind of overarching. So it would come back to him talking about like his life. And then, um, uh, they like he wouldn't talk about the murders until they kind of figured a way to get him. So he he wouldn't like obviously admit to anything. So they were like, okay, well you know, how about since you obviously didn't do this, uh, how profile the type of person that you think would commit these crimes, and so then he just like start talking, 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 talking. It's like um, you you're basically just. Giving the goods up, but you're doing it in the third person, so
0: quid pro quo, Agent Starling.
1: Very much, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and it goes from his his childhood all the way up until his execution. Nice. So yeah. it it was pretty very very interesting, especially since this all happened way before I was born, and like I knew, you know, basically like the Cliff's Notes of yeah, Ted Bundy raped and killed a bunch of women. Right. And so getting to kind of get the whole story was for me fascinating.
2: Yeah, and that's why people were pissed about the Zach Efron movie. <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, your daughter being raped and murdered and then they make a movie with Zach Ephron about it?
1: Right. Wow. Well,
0: well well, you know, hey, maybe, just maybe, our 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 buddy Zach Efron wants to grow as an actor. And you know, Mavis maybe... Rogers. Then
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> he actually pulls the look
0: off very well. Apparently, <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, let's let's not pass judgment on this. And, and uh, so, well, and case in point, just here. say it's in <laughs> Case in point here: uh, who else scoffed at the casting of Heath Ledger as the Joker? Everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joker
2: is a fictional character that didn't actually rape and murder people.
0: Okay, I, I understand that. But, again, if, you know, if Zac Efron wants to get taken seriously as an actor, you, you know, you take this role. And and it is a stretch from Baywatch. <laughs> right. Who knows what the script is like? You know, maybe maybe he's looking to to open up somebody's eyes here.
1: Yeah. And from yep. what I hear, it's the, so the Zac Efron movie is based off of a book that was written by Ted Bundy's girlfriend.
2: Oh, good God.
1: So it's kind of that spin of it, of like the story through her, through eyes. her eyes. So okay. there's parts where it's like, he's a likable guy because he was a likable guy. Hmm. He dated plenty of women and, you know, there obviously saw something in him that was worthwhile. Dated. <laughs> air quotes. Dated. Right. <laughs> Call it dating if you rape and murder them. <laughs> well, no. I mean, obviously. <laughs> not at the beginning. <laughs> he didn't rape and murder Aww. his girlfriends. He that's, raped and murdered other people. Foreplay. But, yeah. Oh my
2: God.
1: <sighs> you know, like the the one that's uh, that wrote the book, it's like she had a daughter. Yeah. Not his, but like they had a little weird family unit. Yeah. And, you know, she had no idea oh, up until, you know, later.
2: Yeah. I need to watch what the one you're talking about. Was it Netflix you said?
1: Yeah, it's Netflix. No. It's four episodes. They're each about an hour long. Wow. Okay. That's
0: good. Yeah. No, I, I definitely want to check this out. Um yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass judgment on the Zach Efron thing until until I see it. I don't you know, I don't I I might wait till it till it comes around free. I probably won't pay any money to see it, but
1: Yeah. I, I had a knee jerk reaction when I heard that Zach Efron was in it and I was like, Oh god, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Right.
0: Yeah. So trailer, well, I
1: was like, you know, yeah, they, I I would give this the time of day. Now, sure. like, I wouldn't pay for it. But
2: the only thing I can see in the back of my head now is the treatment for this episode, where it has like scorpion with his face pulled off, breathing fire on the Zac Efron in the
1: background. <laughs> 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 I will get red right on that. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah Joe,
0: that's <laughs> your oh. mission if you choose to accept it. Make right. that yeah, happen. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
2: Wow. Right yeah, so um, I guess my turn, I guess, right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so this last weekend I had the uh, the frustrated pleasure of playing the Anthem, quote-unquote, VIP, quote-unquote, hard-air-quote demo. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Anthem is BioWare uh, and EA and uh, their answer to the whole looter-shooter genre. Um, you're basically you're in a, what's called a javelin, which are like powered mech suits, kind of like iron man and iron monger and that kind of thing, four different classes. And you're defending this walled area against this world. That's ravaged by these shaper artifacts that the creators of the world just suddenly left and they're going crazy. So there's beasts and other factions you fight in. And, um, so before I go into the, the dirty details, the game is fucking amazing. Um, Now that I can actually kind of talk about it, not worrying about the NDA from the the alpha. Um, (laughs) It's visually stunning. The gameplay is amazing. You fly like fucking Iron Man. You've got all these different skills you can attach to yourselves. The four classes play completely different. There's a Ranger class that you start with that is kind of like your Iron Man fantasy. You've got a missile and a grenade and a couple different guns and a, like a bubble shield you can put over your teammates to help protect them from fire Uh, Then there's a Colossus, which is exactly what it sounds like. Giant hulking mech with flamethrowers and mortars off its back. Uh, There's an Interceptor, which is like a space ninja. It's super fast, melee kind of character. And then there's a Storm, which has like elemental attacks and you can hover above the battlefield and just throw lightning down on people. Lightning
1: bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. It's fucking
2: amazing. Magic missile, magic missile. (laughs) Um, It's fucking amazing. And... The, the only thing that kept me from just absolutely loving the, the demo is that it wasn't a demo. Uh, so many people crashed the servers that it was almost unplayable the first entire day. Uh, you'd get connection issues, you'd get this loading screen that would get to 95% and then stop and you'd have to reboot the system and then try to get back in queue to get back into the system, rubber banding, all kinds of problems. Um, and so the, the big fallout from this weekend is that everyone was so hyped for this game, Bioware basically shelved Mass Effect for this title. The, the issues you ran into with Mass Effect Andromeda is because the main Mass Effect, or the main Bioware studio, uh, handed off Mass Effect to uh, the Montreal studio to work on Anthem, and so that's yeah. who ended up putting out the the main Mass Effect group. I'm not sure where they're located, but the main Mass Effect group is working on Anthem while Montreal studio uh, did Andromeda. And holy crap, I can't wait for this thing that releases on the 22nd. There's an open beta this weekend, or demo this weekend, so everyone can try to jump in. Hopefully they'll have all the issues ironed out by then.
0: Yeah, uh, it's interesting that's happening so fast after they, you know, it was the just the sheer volume of people that just had access to the VIP. Can yeah, well, now they're just like, oh, let's just open it up. Fuck it, let's see what happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of problems here. From what I hear, EA is not allowing them to push the the release date. Oh, okay. But also the VIP or the demo area was actually a section of the game they split off like six weeks ago in development and kind of saved in an isolated space so it wouldn't get more buggy. Okay. They weren't prepared for three hundred, four hundred thousand 400,000 people crashing the gates at 9 a.m. on a Friday morning. Sure. so apparently like EA's origin service went down, a bunch of other EA services went down, their website went down. Like it, would, it completely just killed everything. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of things I kind of want to unpack here. One is that how is it okay in 2019 to not be prepared for a huge turnout on an online game like this? I mean, I, I beta tested World of Warcraft back in like 03, and that was buggy as it would be. It's an online service game. You know, you don't understand exactly how many people are going to be in it, but here we are in 2019 and it's still a problem for online releases and it's continued to be a problem, I guess, on every major online thing. Destiny had this problem. Destiny 2 had this problem. Um,
1: What I don't understand is, so this was the VIP demo. mm
2: -hmm, So they only let out
1: a certain amount of code. No.
2: No. (laughs) So thank you. Great transition. Um, So it's supposed to be a VIP demo for people who pre-ordered a specific edition of the game, which is not if you just pre-ordered the regular game, you have to pre-order the specific edition, pay more money, basically. Um, With that, you were also given three friend codes to share, which I could see. Okay. That might be a little weird. Maybe wait till the next weekend. Uh, But then they gave away tons of codes, like the developer, the publisher, every YouTube personality, who's anybody was giving away codes. So So, yeah,
1: they... They had no idea how many people were actually going well, to be. They knew how many
2: codes they had to issue in general. There, yeah. there is a basic metric they could have followed. But My question is, so obviously it's unacceptable to the gaming community that you're having these kind of problems in 2019, but how is there not a program that's been written that can simulate X number of people crashing X number of places with Y kind of configurations? That, I mean, if that doesn't like there exist. There
1: should have been <laughs> checks to make sure this, that you're prepared for... Right the level of usage you're going to have because like, you know, you gave away X amount of codes when you call it a demo, all of those codes are going to be enacted. Right.
2: And if you call it a beta, that would have been fine because a beta means that you're still not done. It's not the final version of the game. There needs to be polish done. there's going to be issues and that's expected of a beta. But a demo is a demonstration of what the final product is supposed to be. And do you want to buy this based on this? And it's not even the final version of the game that they showed us. It's, you know, almost two months old
0: at this point. So, so but now, but, but in, in the life of video game, the beta typically comes before the demo, doesn't it? They skipped the beta. They went from a right. closed alpha
2: to the VIP demo with a bunch of time in between it. So and normally, okay. normally what happens is they're developing, they're iterating over that whole time and you're trying the same build that's improved upon over weeks, over weeks but they didn't do that for the demo. They, they pulled it out of the game, they cloned it out of the game six weeks ago basically. The final game's not gonna be uh, very close to what the demo was according to the YouTube people that have played the, the actual closer uh, build. But um, yeah, so there's a couple problems there. One, don't use the word demo. Two, it was a horrible first impression for people because now everyone's worried about are they gonna even be able to deliver the game? You know, Is the EA gonna fuck us over again? like they've done with a bunch of other games like battlefield and for battlefront, excuse me, <clears throat> microtransaction supposed issues. There's a screenshot release that says it might cost $20 for a, a skin for one of your javelins, which I don't think they're going to do. That would be ridiculous. Um, basically like a free to play model pay store like, um, Fortnite, which I don't think is going to happen. It better not. Um, and it's kind of a, it's just a sad situation where I've been following this game for years and I've been so hyped on it. And the closed alpha was amazing. And, um, the beta or the demo, it's not a demo, call it a beta, uh, was not. And it was really tough and it was really hard, especially for the people that I gave codes to that were able to, um, jump in or people that had codes. I had friends that were like, Hey, let's play. All right, cool. Oh my God. When we, actually got to play it was so fucking awesome like the movement's great the gun plays great the abilities are amazing the world's a little sparse but they said that was because it was the, that demo build from six weeks ago mm-hmm. um the combo systems where you have uh primers and detonators of abilities so like the the storm which is the space wizard kind of thing would freeze stuff and that would prime these guys so if any kind of explosive thing hit it it would do extra damage and blow up in a giant area and so they had these great mechanics that lead it or lend itself to just teams calling out stuff and attacking specific things. And the game was amazing when you got into it, but I swear to God, I, I I had lost count of how many times I had to restart the game because it froze in a loading screen or, you know, we didn't get the loot from the boss that we almost killed because we disconnected at the end of it. And it was just, it's not the game's technical nightmares. I think it was the infrastructure nightmares more than anything, but really the worst first impression you can make, on a Bioware game when they're recovering from Andromeda, and that was right. that's why it hurt me a little bit more than normal because I I love Bioware.
0: Yeah, so I I you know I equate any uh, pre pre release um, video game, be it a beta, be it a demo, be it whatever. Well, you know, yeah, I think you're right. Don't call it a demo, right? Um, if it's yeah, it's a beta whatever, but, uh, you know, I equate it to the John Taffer stress test, you know, um, it's, it's, they're literally seeing what the demand is for the, for the game and if they can actually handle it and what they need, because they know now what they need to do. Now, another factor that could have, that could have come in, and I didn't read anything about this, but since the weather is so messed up and who knows where the main servers are, or if there are server farms, you know but, where it's where it's super cold right now. That could be an issue as well. Um, so you know, but but yeah, if yeah, if you're gonna give everybody and their sister a code, you know, it be better for the gates to be crashed for sure. Right, exactly. You know, it's not. Yeah, and at that point, you can't really. Yeah, quote you. You're right to quote unquote the VIP, just because it's you know. Yeah, I I mean. Uh, yeah, I just like I think they were trying to get a a, a check on how popular it was going to be. Yeah, there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of chatter about it, but you never really know how it's going to hit until you actually give people access to it. Right, and that, and that could have been the reason for the flood of codes, you know, sort of at the last minute from from everybody. It's like okay, well, you know, if we really want to test this thing and see how big it's going to get, let's 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 just open it up and see how it and see how it goes because it's yeah i mean you know you you want to fill the theater essentially so you know this theater has 600 seats you hand out 1200 tickets just so you know the theater's going to be full <laughs> yeah which is a really bad decision <laughs> it's, it's a bad it's a bad decision but yeah, you know, they,
2: it's they made so many bad choices in this. Like again, don't call it a demo, it's a beta. You have metrics on how many units you've moved. It actually went gold before the VIP demo was released. So,
0: yeah, you know,
2: they've got a finished build. Don't show us a build that's 6 weeks old that isn't final. Uh you know, I know they're trying to do that maybe to control some of the spoilers and control the world and and that kind of thing. I'm really nervous about the microtransactions because it's EA. Um Uh, they've said on record that they're not going to have loot boxes like they did with, with battlefront. They're not going to have any kind of pay to win. It's just going to be cosmetic stuff. So I'm fine with that. I'm just hoping that when we were actually able to get in and play the game, I probably spent half my time adventuring out in the world and killing things and doing the missions and that kind of stuff. And the other half was customizing the javelins because the, the customization of these armor suits is the most in depth system I've ever seen. To the oh, wow. point where you can pick the material, the way the the light reflects off it. It could be, it could be uh, hardened plastic. It could be rough metal. It could be leather. And there's you know twenty different options there. And then you get a color wheel. You can pick the color you want. You can create your own colors. There's six or eight different hard points, so it mixes and matches everything. And they show you what things are affected every time you select it. And I made probably three or four different Iron Man versions, <laughs> you know, Hulkbuster versions, you know, just all the coolest shit I could find. And uh, it's all over YouTube too. like, this is how you create Iron Man. And they're like, okay, <laughs> the on this thing. And yeah, it, it's super fun. And the community's blown up about it. It's uh, clearly because it, it was, they were seriously overwhelmed. Um, I just can't wait for it to come out. So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, but the, yeah, even though you had a tough experience with it this weekend, it still didn't put you off. Well, right. So I'm I'm not the casual gamer for
2: these kind of games. You know, right. Destiny was something that I I had pushed on people. I was so excited about it. And it was good, but the story was really short. And by the time they finished Destiny 1, it actually was at a really good spot. And then they completely screwed the pooch with Destiny 2. They reverted a bunch of things and locked stuff behind paywalls and downloads and annual passes and that kind of thing. Um, and there's just so much... There's so many things that people have left games for in the last five years, six years. Um, There's so many things that, that developers and, and, um, and uh, the producers, not producers. What am I thinking of? So EA is not the developer. They're the distributor. Yeah. Distributor. Whatever the name is. Um, There's so many things that EA has gotten wrong recently. Um, They need to, this needs to be a shiny kind of, gift to the world to to renew people's kind of faith that these AAA games are worth the money and not gonna be over monetized to the nth degree. And you're gonna deliver a final game, like a finished product that may have things after the fact, that's great. Um, I'm just really hope they stick to their promises. BioWare has apparently had been really, really adamant about, you know, no loot boxes, all of the post-launch content will be free. The only thing we're monetizing to fund that post-loss content or cosmetics and that kind of thing. So I really hope that it goes that way. And I really hope that EA kind of gets their head out of their ass and, and delivers something for the gamers again, as opposed to just something that'll help their profit margin. Um, yeah. We'll see how that goes. So yeah, that's my two cents.
0: Nice.
2: You know what grinds my gears?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah.
1: I, you know, those get types of games that typically aren't my my forte, but uh, I did get to play it a little bit, and it is a beautiful game. And I, I want to... I think I will actually buy it just because Ooh. of you know, once I kind of Figured out because also like the demo jump it jumps you in right in the middle like you, you start jump. at
2: level ten. There's no there's no there's no tutorial because it has part of the story. In so it, it took
1: me a good while to like I didn't figure out how to fly for a while for a while.
2: <laughs> and I played the alpha and I couldn't remember <laughs> like wait what I had to click on a thumbstick. Uh,
1: I'm yeah. like you even texted me like yeah. here's how you do it and I'm like but yeah. I, I just, <laughs> 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 so it was like once I actually got logged in and then also took it off of normal and put it on easy. Yeah. <laughs> so I yes. um, then i actually got to play it and you know have a little fun with it and oh, like it totally it feels to me like titanfall and destiny made like a really awesome game
2: yeah it's it's a, funny that you mentioned that so destiny i think is probably the it's an easy comparison to make just because of the kind of the world and and what's going on i think it's to me, it feels a little more, I like the Titanfall reference for sure. Um, it feels a lot like The Division because of the level of, custom, of customization. And the way, once you actually get into the game, once the full game comes out, um, you have weapon slots, you have probably like six or eight hard points on your mech, right? So you've got your two weapon slots for your, your guns, then you have like, a, for the Ranger for instance, you have your two guns, you have a, a, a guided rocket that shoots off your hand, then you have a grenade, and you have a support option, which is your little bulwark, um, like Titan Dome kind of thing. And then there's a bunch of kind of support systems that as you level up, you can start plugging in these different things that give you increased shield, increased flight time, increased damage with X, increased ammo with Y. Um, and you can really customize it to whatever your play style is. So even though there's going to be a, a two different Colossus in the same party, one might be set up for real close combat with a flamethrower and a and an arc cannon that blows up anything that's on fire. The other guy might have just have the mortars and like a rail gun to be in the back and kind of defend the storm in the other way. So there's so many different variations of that. Destiny, you're really you're really kind of stuck in what you're playing. So it's cool. Destiny has a couple of different classes, but you're very limited to the number of skills that differentials you can have. There's a couple of different combinations.
1: Yeah, and um, I got bored with Destiny. Yeah, pretty quickly.
2: You can really min max in this world. And, and it's, it's really cool. And I can't, I can't explain how much fun I had with this thing. And so the way that they ran it is everyone started off with the ranger, which is the standard, you know, type, um, that has, you know, kind of a, a good balance between offense and defense. And then once you hit level 12, they let you unlock a second uh, javelin. And so the whole thing was that during this demo, you could only play two of the four and, um, So I unlocked the storm, not really knowing what to expect. I really wanted to unlock the Colossus because this Colossus is this giant hulking version, double or triple the size of any of the other ones. And they're the only kind of javelin that can use the heavy weapons, like the grenade launchers and flamethrowers and that kind of thing. But I unlocked the storm because I always tend to deal with the wizard classes, and it completely changes the way you play the game. Because you can fly and all the other uh, javelins, but the storm actually lets you hover for huge extended periods of time and buffs the shield when you're hovering so you basically this game has such a level of Verticality that you've never experienced in another shooter Basically think of destiny or the division or any of those kind of shooter games, but you can also fly and hover So now you have this extra axis where you're as a storm You're basically looking over the whole battlefield and going all right shit You've got guys spawning in over here at like the 12 o'clock and I'm gonna drop some Frost damage over there to slow them down and all right watch your six o'clock and I was battlefield commander for a couple hours (laughs) to the point where one of my guys was like, what the fuck? Are you the Anthem Nazi? (laughs) No, man, I'm just trying to tell you what's happening. I can see
1: everything from up here. It's fucking amazing.
2: Yeah. So clearly I'm going to be manning the storm when I actually play the game, but right. uh, Yeah. I I can't be more excited for this thing. I haven't been this excited for a game in a long time. Nice.
1: This is your Bioshock infinite. (laughs) Basically.
2: Oh, (laughs) the Colossus with the armor I unlocked looks like big daddy. Sold. and if they put they're gonna have an n7 uh <laughs> vinyl you can put over
1: oh, your stuff okay, so
2: i, I well, i'm not gonna guarantee it but how cool would it be if they had a big daddy skin that you could put over the colossus that would be so awesome oh, damn, that's, yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah can't nice.
0: wait yeah i
1: have pr- like at first I was like oh god I hate these freaking games. <laughs> you were dying super those.
0: fast. Yeah.
1: Cuz like I was on normal and I spawned in the spot where like it just immediately I was getting shot from like six different Oh teams. no. like I couldn't figure out who were like Well at first I was like everybody's fucking killing me and I thought I thought it was like a free for all. Right. And I didn't realize like you know there's actually people right. on your team and right, it's right, a right. team thing yeah. which that I'm like, oh, I'm not a big team player.
2: <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I'm, Jeez, I'm a very choices. lone
1: wolf kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it took, like, a little bit for me to, like, figure it out. and yep. But um, I actually I did go through the first mission nice. from beginning to end, and I did have a lot of fun with it once I figured out, like, how to fly and what kind of right. the how the Mechanics game works. And, are, yeah. The so, um, the loading process was just painful. Brutal. Yeah,
2: for sure. So, Andy, I know I'm not sure if these are your types of games at all, but kind of be cool if we could all play this thing.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I do like these games, um, but it you know my my video game playing time is so limited that you know these are the games that can that can really sort of you know suck in your time and yeah, you you could be playing for you know like oh I'm just gonna sit down you know log in see what's going on and then six hours later you're just like what the hell happened right? wasn't that any decent game though <laughs> no it was no, it it was yeah that's the truth um and so um while I love these games I try not to get sucked in yeah uh, I mean I mean case in point like you know Red Dead Redemption 2 I, I've I've gotten to play it maybe a handful of times Yep. Yeah you know, and it's, and it's frustrating for me because like I said, I love the first one and I spent so much time on the first one. I just don't have the time right now to get in. And that's, you know, that's because it's like I said, and what I've played, I love, I love it so far and I just, I want to play it more, but it's just the time's not there. Yeah. So yeah, but um, no, if it, if it happens my way and, uh, and by some miracle, I get some extra time. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to pick this up. Nice.
2: Yeah. Well, you never know. You know, if you come down, you always can. I wonder if I can play it on two Xboxes or two Xboxes. Oh, Cardinal said on two (laughs) Playstations (laughs) on two Playstations at once with the same license. I think you can. Oh, maybe it's an online game though. So probably not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Good times. Excellent. All right. Um, uh, final thoughts. (laughs) Party on, wayne. <laughs> party on wayne party on garth uh, uh, we can talk about this in another cast but i uh, just my final thought i and totally off topic from what we were talking about but this is a free for all so fuck it um finally saw venom loved it uh, i'm i'm so sad i did not see it in the movie theater now um but yeah just an amazing movie and and uh if we want to, we could have a completely separate cast on just how awesome that movie was. I might have to refresh my memory. I haven't seen that in a while.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's I do. I think it's on the list. I think I have it. Yeah. But, I know
1: it's on Comcast. It's on their on demand.
2: No, I mean I'm pretty sure I have it on the oh, the, voodoo. the, move, the voodoo list. The Yeah.
1: Nate's awesome movie. My
2: ridiculous my new addiction. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, we should definitely
0: do that. Did we already talked about into the Spider-Verse, right? No, we haven't. Uh, we I think we briefly touched on it. Did you see that yet? I haven't, no. Oh, dude,
2: see that while it's in the theater. It's still in theaters. You have to see that movie. Okay. If Infinity War hadn't come out last year, that would have been my movie of the year. Okay. It's not not only the best Spider-Man movie ever made, it's one of my favorite movies, period. Oh, all right. Yeah. See it in the
1: theater.
2: Yeah, see it in the theater. Wow, okay, all right. The scope of the battles are just ridiculous.
0: Nice. all right uh well excellent a good cast everybody good cast um thanks again everybody for tuning in uh any random thoughts on what we talked about what games are you guys playing now what games are you excited for coming out and coming up uh until the next time keep your glasses full and we'll talk to you soon cheers